everyone come on. Everyone come on down to the Grand Ole Oskies. Award season is right around the corner. We're looking for a powerful bunch. Some real knuckle bruisers who are willing to roll up their sleeves and give these darn old celebrities what they deserve. Whoops, that wasn't a violent threat. For too long, the big man has owned the gold man, passing him back and forth, making a mockery of both of us. But that stops today. Make your voice heard now! Come on down to your local polling station to make your voice heard. Just know that all votes must be casted in pairs. If you come alone, you cannot vote. No Irish need apply. Well, at least I got a ticket. Maybe... Maybe I can make a friend inside. Next in line. Well, you see, I haven't brought someone exactly, but I have my results right here. You see, as a fan of the Batman, I think... I gotta get out of here. 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 Oh, jeez. I don't know where I'm gonna sit with all these concessions. Here. Oh. I don't- I'm gonna need an extra seat for all the candies I just bought in the lobby. Oh, that's- wow. That's- that's a- that's a huge arm load you've got. That's a- god, how are you holding so much? Well, it's- it's really tough. And there's- you know, we're here at the Oscar commencement decision-making preliminary event? Yeah, it's all there right on the right on the paper. And, it says uh, that. And I just have all I I I need my snacks and as you know I stopped in the lobby and the snacks were uh, $1 each, you know, it's socialism <laughs> for the rich, not the poor, I guess. <laughs> but when I got there, they had all my favorite treats. They had red, red vines. Uh, Reese's pieces. Did, what do, what do you got there? What candy? Uh, I, um, I'm, I'm not allowed to have any. I'm sorry. Oh, I thought I, thought I saw there was candy in the house. No, there's or not. You, no treats. <laughs> okay, well, uh, then I guess you can hold some of mine and we can just sit here and, oh, and cool. watch, the, watch the damn thing. Yeah. Do, um, do you want to do a podcast? Hello, I am Mr. Movies of the famous FilmTwitter.com, and this is the Mr. Movies Podcast. I've got my list, and okay. I know what I'm making my bets on. I know I'm going to hit big money on this, but I want to make a bet with you. I'd like to play a little game. So, the rules that I want to lay out is that we are going to be picking what we view to be the like clear winner of a category 
and also who we think the Academy is going to pick. If your pick gets picked, you automatically get two points. And uh, But you're going to be called a normie bitch. But if you get what the Academy calls right, you get one point added on to it. Now, this sounds like a little kid's game, and I don't play little kid's games. So the loser of this has to commit clout suicide. You have to block one-eighth of your followers. One-eighth, okay. Let one me calculate. Eighth. Let me calculate that. <laughs> Let, let me, me calculate. Hold on, let me put my candy down. <laughs> okay, I put it down. I have around 1,200 people divided by... Fuck, wait, what would be one... Divided by eight, of course. Yeah. I know math. That's 150 <laughs> people. You have to block 150. Yeah, it's clout suicide. Okay. And I have yeah, to block yeah. a comfy 172. You you have a little more risk than me. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, I do. Let's do this. And I know I'm going to win. And I know I'm going to win, Trev. Well, I'll tell you what I know. It's the dumbest fucking bet I ever heard of. I disagree. I disagree, Gary. Okay. Let's go ahead and get started. So I organized our list in terms of uh, least interesting to most interesting. Starting this off. Visual effects. Who you got? Visual effects. Okay, so in this category, let me run down it real quick. We have Avengers Endgame. The Irishman. The Lion King. 1917. And Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. These are the films. Hate this fucking category so much. Out of all this of these, I category. think personally that the Irishman should win because even though it was a little iffy at times, I felt that its CGI de aging was successful overall. For the Academy's pick, I have Avengers Endgame because I think they'll give Avengers an Oscar. You really think they're going to give Avengers the Oscar? That is bold. Because I said the same exact thing. There's no way the Avengers doesn't get this. I keep telling everybody they should move on. Some do. But not us. My pick, my, my pick, the pick that I think deserves it is The Lion King. Because it's so nakedly cynical. Disney didn't bother. I mean, th that looks like the most expensive CGI movie of all time. And I just think it'd be so funny to just reward someone for telling the same exact story again. Yeah, and they kept calling it a live-action movie. And it was... <laughs> it's an animated movie. Jesus Christ. Let's go to the next category. And the circle of life. Makeup and hairstyling. I personally, I think that the Academy is going to give it to Maleficent. Be, it's, there's no way they don't. They put horns on a lady. You put horns on a lady, you get the Oscar. But what I personally think would be the funniest one to award this to would be the Joker for makeup. <laughs> I think that they're going to give it to 1917. Holy shit. Because, okay, there's a discussion to be had here. There's a movie that comes out every couple of years that I'm going to call the, the Fury Road sort of movie. Where, in a just world, it would win Best Picture because of public opinion. 
right? Oh, yeah. So I think there's a movie that would win Best Picture because of public opinion or Academy opinion, if not for the fact that it was the movie it is. Mad Max couldn't win because it was just like a balls-out action movie. They didn't want to celebrate that as much, right? So the way they celebrate it Mm -hmm. is by nominating it and successfully, like, pushing it through for the win in a bunch of technical categories. So it's like, technically... It is the most successful movie in the Oscars this year. So I think either The Joker is going to be this movie, or 1917 is going to be this movie. 1917 speaks more to the Academy's, like, greatest generation base, so I think that's going to win. Didn't want to vote for Joker, so I put that Maleficent Mistress of Evil was my pick to win, because I didn't see it. And I knew she had horns. (laughs) Yes. You, you put horns on a lady, you get the Oscar. There is no union. There will be no wedding. What have you done? We go home now. Aurora! Maleficent is a threat to everyone. We'll do our best to protect you. Okay, this one I do care about. This next one. Costume design. Sick. All right, uh, so just listing them off really quick. We have The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So uh, go on, do your thing. Okay, so I think that both the Academy and I will be in agreement on this, in that it will be Little Women, 100%. The costumes were great. They were all wearing their little small dresses. I don't know how they even got them that small. <laughs> those, li- those women were so little. Some of them were made out of handkerchiefs. Some of them were made out of tissue. These are delicate, <laughs> delicate costumes for the very small women. And I think the Academy recognizes skill. And I think that they will do the right thing and vote for Little Women. Nice. So you were in agreement me. with the Academy. Yeah, uh, hope. I um, I like that. I'd like to add in a little stipulation. I think that if you make the prediction that you and the Academy get it together, you get three points. The, the one one extra, a little extra nudge to keep okay. you away from clout suicide. Yeah, that, that sounds uh, good, because you add them together. Oh, yeah. So my costume design, I've picked Lil' Women, personally. It's stellar. There's no reason for it not to win. That being said, I have watched the Oscars. Um, it will not win, because they're going to give it to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. There is so much to it, and I think about, like, the average Academy voter has to be 90 years old. So I imagine mm. them all being, like, 40 years old during the 70s. The perfect age to remember. Exactly. Their second win. They're going to look at Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and just... Chef's kiss. I'm working on a novel. It is a story of my life and my sister's. Make it short and spicy. And if the main character is a girl, make sure she's married by the end. An incredibly important category coming up. Sound editing. Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, I give it two. And I think Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker will win because they want to give Star Wars another Oscar. I, I, we, we're lining up really similar. <laughs> I'm like kind okay. of disappointed. But wait, but this we, is great. Wait, if we both, wait, if there's a tie, we get to keep our followers. Yes. Okay, that's. And I'll okay. be doing the math. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we hit a tie. I, um. 
I think they're going to give, or like, I, th- I really do think they're going to give it to Star Wars. There's no reason for The Rise of Skywalker not to get it. I'm pretty sure Star Wars wins the sound design thing every year anyways that it's up. Oh, oh, and personally, um, Ford versus Ferrari. I liked when Cargo Room. That's my okay, reason. Did you see it? No. <laughs> did you I saw see the it? ad like a okay, okay, hundred okay. times? I was curious. I was wondering if the sound editing was good. Because do you know what? If Little Women was on here... I would give it a thumbs down on sound editing. You want to know really? why? Why is that? I saw it in one of those eat food while you watch theaters where they like bring you whole meals because it was the only place that had tickets left because it kind of sucked. Like it sucks to be interrupted by waiters giving you checks and shit. Yeah. And like, can I get a popcorn? You're like, can I, can I get a popcorn? And they're like, we bring that to you at your seat. But for whatever reason, it was either Little Women or the theater next door just kept, it was, I watched the Little Women bass boosted remix. <laughs> It was like it was like you you turn you turned on Little Women and it was like this is a certified hood classic, <laughs> and then it it drops into the begin and it was like every dramatic moment it would get quiet, and the score would start to come in, but it was like they had turned the subwoofer up too much, because it never like <laughs> didn't it was never out of rhythm with the rest of the soundtrack, so I was never sure because it would just come in for a sec. And it would just be like like one of those like like bass rumbles that movie theaters do now, with these oh, massive yeah. subwoofers, and so it would be like, <laughs> Joe, your sister is sick, and then it would just be like, <laughs> and you would get like this like low rumble that took me out of the movie every fucking time. And then Bob Odenkirk showed up, spoiler alert, and I was like, and then the bass kicked in. Just imagining Bob Odenkirk showing up in his AO fuck slavery moment. Yeah. (laughs) I've wanted to do this. Like, I'm going to start releasing Mr. Movie's bonus clips, which will just be like little three minute clips, Uh, like a fake movie trailer that does too many of those boom, but like (laughs) creating one that's like Little Women is just the funniest shit to me. Mama. Sister's got scarlet fever from tending to the poor. (laughs) My girls have a way of getting into mischief. Well, so do I. I intend to make my own way in the world. No one makes their own way. Least of all a woman. You'll need to marry well. You are not married. Well, that's because I'm rich. Okay, so sound mixing. God, I just, I like literally do not give a shit about these categories. Okay, Um, um, I I have Ad Astra as what I think should win because they made like the sound. I thought if it was on sound editing, I would give it to it because all the groans and sounds of like ambient space are just like audio of an actor talking slowed way down. And then I said Ford versus Ferrari would probably win it because it got nominated for a lot and I think it's got to win for something. It's got to, yeah. I have, um, I'd personally like to see Ad Astra and 1917 cleaning it up. Uh, my, my one joke for the Oscars is, uh, 1917, they call it that because that's how many Oscars it's taking. (laughs) I really do think that it may take home all 11. Ha ha. Yep. That's my good joke. (laughs) I like that. Yeah. Do (laughs) Do you think it'll take home all 11? I, I think that it's probably going to take on, like, eight Oscars. It's going to be, like, one of the most awarded movies of all time. Okay, that would be crazy. You have a brother in the 2nd Battalion. Yes, sir. 
They're walking into a trap. Your orders are to deliver a message calling off tomorrow morning's attack. If you fail, it will be a massacre. Okay, animated feature film. Jesus Christ. Uh, are you what do you got? I, I, I want Claws to win. I want it. Okay. Claws is wonderful. Everybody's noses were so red. I didn't see it. I didn't see any of these movies. No, really? So... And I, I think Toy Story 4 is going to take it, though. Just off I, of name. Yeah, I put Toy Story 4 as mine and the Academy's just because I literally don't know any of these films. And it seemed like a safe bet. I'm really excited to get to the documentaries because I have seen all of those. Have you? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dude, I hate oh. documentaries. I hate learning. Come on. Hey. Ah. <gasps> He's a spook. Yes, yeah, I know. Forky is the most important toy to Bonnie right now. We all have to make sure nothing happens to him. Woody, we have a situation. So, coasting off of that energy into the documentary um, short subject, we've got In the Absence, we've got Learn to Skateboard in a War Zone if you're a girl. Life Overtakes Me, St. Louis Superman, and Walk, Run, Cha-Cha. Um, I think that uh, we had our fun in 2019. We all said dudes rock as many times as we physically could. 2020 is a year of the ladies. And um, I really do think that the Academy is going to give it to the learn to skateboard in a war zone if you're a girl. Okay. I have Life Overtakes Me as the winner. Because if there's ever, if you ever have to make a bet on the really short ones, um, you can look at the names of the people making it, and the uh, the most Anglo-Saxon of the names <laughs> seem to win every year. That's is the interesting thing. What, that's what I did for because, the features. <laughs> what? That's what I did for the next category, the documentary features. <laughs> okay, okay, this is what I did more... Th I included it in this, but it's more based on the narrative shorts, so when we get to that, I'll explain. Nice. I can explain it now if you'd like, but... Oh, go ahead. Okay, so I've seen the narrative shorts for the last two years, and in 2017, they were pretty good, but the worst one won, and the worst one was the one funded by the BBC about a deaf child. Yes, all right, so... Yeah. Um, I had a friend who was raging about that. He was like, this is such a piece of shit. It was so bad. I'm trying to find it right now. Short film live action. It was called The Silent Child. Is what The it was Silent called. Child, yes. Written by Rachel Senton, Shenton and directed by Chris Overton. And it mm -hmm. won over um, a very diverse crop of films, a lot of which I thought were much better. And when you're talking about like, oh, like diversity and representation, I think it's interesting that the Academy always goes for like the easiest option mm -hmm. where it's like, they could have very easily, there was like a really great short film about Muslim Christian religious tensions in Africa. And like, it was like, it's just this really, really human moving story about someone taking a bus ride through like a war zone basically. And like how people like, band together to help each other across lines whatever it was really good and i thought it was going to win didn't win at all it was very surprising silent child and then in 2019 do you know about this movie uh which one is that the narrative short i believe was called let me see skin is the movie skin uh directed by or written and directed by guy native and jamie ray newman okay <laughs> who 
Look, Guy Nativ, a little bit of a different name. Maybe, oh. you know, maybe they're branching out a little bit. But it won against a lot of more... All of the rest of them were foreign. This is the only one that was made in America. Gotcha. And this is a film about neo-Nazis. Um, oh. All right, I did hear about kid. this. One of them has a child, and they go to the grocery store. Black guy talks to the kid. He, like, gives him a toy or something. Like, he sees the kid. And then the Nazi gets all his friends to pull up and to beat up the black guy for talking to his kid. Holy shit. But then, and here's where it gets weird, is the black guy who's just portrayed as, like, you know, like a regular family man. Like, that's the intent of the film, is, like, look at this cruelty, right? The black guy is inadvertently friends with a gang, and he brings the gang to kidnap the guy that had him beat up. Holy shit. And so it creates this weird narrative where it's like, I'm not going to say it's both sides in it. it. It sounds like it is. It's kind of both sides in it. <laughs> no. Like, oh, the black guy knows people who are criminals too. And, like, violence begets violence. Isn't the story you tell about Nazism? Yeah. <laughs> the story about Nazism isn't becoming a true crime stats and Chicago guy. Right. And so, and then, but then what the, what the black guys do to him is they tattoo him completely black. Oh, what the fuck? I swear to God. They ta- and then they let him out in his neighborhood. And he's so hurt. First of all, he would be dead. Like, he couldn't <laughs> endure that pain. Your body would shut down, right? Yeah, you'd, you you'd your bleed liver so would get much. Overloaded. You'd be sick. <laughs> but he goes home, and he's like banging on his door, and his wife like has a gun, and then she realizes it's him, and he comes in and he's like crying, and then his son shoots him in the back of the head. What with the wife. fuck? <laughs> Jesus Christ! And this won an Oscar. This won the Oscar. The most <laughs> one of the most heavy-handed films I've ever seen. Solely because it wasn't foreign. Snakes have many predators. You ready? So that's why they have camouflage. And how do I know which ones are dangerous and which ones aren't? Snakes have colorful bodies. Were you fucking with my kid? You were looking at the toy. And they use that to warn predators that they're venomous. So, I have... Life takes over me winning, because... <laughs> Because it's Anglo. <laughs> because, yeah, it's very, yeah. And I said learning to skateboard in a war zone, if you're a girl, should win. Because it's the only one of these titles that actually explains what it's films about. <laughs> I know, yeah. And good God, do I not want to see Walk, Run, Cha-Cha. It seems like a movie about old women. It does, yeah. Okay, what do you have for documentary? Documentary features, uh... So, I, uh... I've heard a lot about Honeyland, and what I've heard is that it exists, so I pick that one, and uh, The Edge of Democracy winning it from the Academy, because uh, you'll see later down in this list, I think that, uh, you know, with the election coming up, I, I, th- I think we're going to be getting political at the Oscars. It's a resistance sort of year. Yeah. I genuinely think that there's going to be some picks that are terrible, but they're making it to make a statement. Uh, I have also heard a lot about Honeyland, so I picked it as my Academy pick. Ooh. And then, in a similar vein, uh, I picked American Factory because I want to stand with our labor force, and I want people to know I'm very woke, (laughs) and that I stand 
with American factory workers. But I thought, you know, it'd be cool if it won. But there's a very good chance this is like a Koch Brothers funded oh. movie <laughs> about why unions are bad and factory workers are, you know, tough guys and the world just doesn't understand and you shouldn't you shouldn't read the computer. So, um, now, now, now we're getting into the good ones. These are the okay. categories. These are the fun ones. Yeah, um, we're here. We made it. We, we made Play it. the music again. I want another drop. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, you know what? I'll give you an action drop right here. Film that was editing. great. I have no clue what film editing means. And not even like doing a joke. I don't know how you award editing. Because Bohemian Rhapsody won it last <laughs> year. <laughs> yeah. Which, which was the most That's why editing. I picked Joker. Ooh. Because I thought the film was, even if it was just the script's editing, I thought it was quite badly edited. It was terrible. I didn't enjoy it, so I was like, well, Bohemian Rhapsody won, they might award it to that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I said that the Irishman should win because of that one jump cut near the end. Nice. So, we had a similar line of thought. I picked Parasite, because any category that has Parasite in it, I picked Parasite. That's uh, fair. You know, Parasite, I'm gonna give it to Parasite, every single category, but um, I think they're gonna award it to the Irishman. Uh, the Academy okay. Will. Solely because Thelma Schumacher is a legend. And, um, Thelma is one of the only people people know when you ask them to name an editor. Oh, yeah. She's I've the only editor in, I know. I've been in multiple film classes where professors will be like, can you name any editors? And someone will be like, um, Thelma Schumacher? I don't know if anyone knows her, but she edits all of Martin Scorsese's movies. Yeah. It's pretty cool. My reasoning then, behind it is, like, literally, she is probably the best living editor. Last year, they gave the cinematography award... No, not last year. Year before last, they gave it to Roger Deakins. And that yeah, made... like a it, lifetime achievement. Oh, sort yeah. Of. Yeah, it was like this big culmination thing. And I don't know if she's won an Oscar. I wouldn't be surprised uh, she, has she has won three times. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> so, no, but that means but that means it's a safe bet to bet on her. Yeah, hell I would yeah. Say. There's someone in there here like that for yeah, me. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually super smart, uh, Thelma Schumacher, because she's she's won three. And I, I knew that. She's won three and been nominated a lot more. Yeah. Nominated eight, it looks like. Holy shit. Good on you, Thelma. Frank, I want you to meet my cousin, Russell Buffalino. Better watch, there's a lot of tough guys around here. Did he tell you? You're not afraid of tough guys, are you? I didn't think so. I was one of a thousand working stiffs. I thought I wasn't. Yeah, good on Thelma. Um, what do you have for music original right, score? Trev, I'm, I'm interested to hear your, your take on this, because uh, you're a music man. I have I been listening to the same bass house playlist since 2008. I don't know music. So I I picked The Joker, that one specific song. I think uh, there's no way The Joker doesn't make it. It's it's but a huge meme. This is for score. So can you do can you nominate soundtrack for score or is it just the music composed for the film? I think it's I guess the academy composed. probably does both. They probably don't care. Okay. <laughs> they actually matter. don't give a shit. 
Uh, when I went down this list, the only one whose music I could actually remember was the Randy Newman Marriage Story score. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was like... I thought it served it really well, even though it is very much a Randy Newman score. Like, it's the most Randy Newman score you could ever get. I say he's going for it. Both me and the Oscars agree, is what oh, I'm saying. Oh, sick. I, I think that they're going to give it to John Williams, though. Because why wouldn't you? Maybe. I think maybe, but I think he just I think he's won a lot. He has. But the hits keep on playing. Okay, what do you have for original song? Because I didn't see any of these movies. Oh, Jesus Christ, neither did I. Um... I wanted to see Rocket Man really bad, and I think that might win, just yeah. generally. That that's the one I picked because I really like Elton John, and yeah. um, I have Randy Newman being the Academy choice solely because we're in the age of nostalgia right now. This, this one's gonna be a hot one. Production okay. design. Production design, I have what I'd personally like to see is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Just because Quentin Tarantino literally like shut down like five roads and yeah. replastered yeah. the front of all the stores. That's incredible, and I'm going to be so heartbroken when 1917 beats it. Really? I think I think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood deserves it, and I think it's going to win it. Just because they've promoted that YouTube video of all the stuff they did for the set decorations so much that I think it will have come across enough Academy voters suggested. That, I like that. It was amazing. Like, the parts where he's on the freeway, and all the cars are, like, period accurate for, like, a really long time. On the freeway. Okay, the part where he's going back from... Leo's house and then he picks up the girl on the way there he drives by like a really recognizable corner it's a cemetery behind him you can't see it in the movie but I've driven there and I like recognized it immediately so like they had to shut down that really frequented route by people a route to a cemetery even just for one lone driving scene of like driving a hippie from one place to another it's it has to win man I'm Rick Dalton. It's my pleasure, Mr. Schwartz. Call me Marvin. Put it there. That's your son? No, it's my stunt double, Cliff Booth. Last night, we watched a Rick Dalton double feature. (laughs) All the shooting. (laughs) I love that stuff, you know, the killing. A lot of killing. Anybody order fried sauerkraut? I have seen everything in this next category. The short film animated? Oh, yeah. Me too. Oh, man. Have Wh- I? What's your favorite? Oh, I liked Dekara is the name of it. That's how they pronounced it in the movie. Uh-huh. De- and how, what's that about? De- oh. How, how's that about? Um, it's about a daughter mm-hmm. who... Um, I also think that the Academy is going to be picking Hair Love. Mm, that's my Academy pick as well. And um, because... for reasons stated before, because <laughs> the Academy. <laughs> oh, see, no, no, no. See, I picked it because see, you saw Hair Love. I also saw Hair Love. I thought it was very interesting that um, <laughs> it's uh, it's like a fetish representation <laughs> in a short animated film, and I think that uh, it was almost like. Did you ever see Marion Max? Oh, no, I have not. 
Should I? Uh, it's about, yeah, it's good. It's about, like, two pen pals. It's black and white claymation. Ooh. And it's, like, a like a 13-year-old, like, almost, like, welcome to the dollhouse, Don Wiener's sort of uh, isolated child. And she's pen pals with, like, a 40-year-old man in America. And Ooh. she's Australian. Okay. And it's, like, really dark. It's It's great. But this, in a similar way, represented a relationship of uh, a man buying a woman's hair on the internet. And it's rated, it's very G, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to get blue here. They don't get into what he does with the hair or, or why he wants it. They just, you know, tell a very touching love story that I think the whole family will enjoy. And I thought it was a bold choice that Pixar chose that to open Toy Story 4. I thought it was interesting that they funded it. And, you know, I just, Disney wins every year, so I think Hair Love's got it in the bag. Uh, and I think Memorable should win because I like, I don't remember why I picked it. I just picked it. <laughs> I didn't see any of these. live-action short films. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. No, no, no. Uh, so I think I'm going off my my predictions, right? Mm-hmm. I would say Saria is probably going to win. Ooh. Okay, I see why. <laughs> um, and I think it's got a snappy title, and I feel like Maybe it'll be good. I don't know anything about any of these because I'm going to go see them. So I didn't look them up. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go see them on the 31st. And if you want, I can give you a special report. I can just be like a like a reporter in the field updating uh, you on. I actually shorts. genuinely love that. Okay. Throw it in an episode. Trev from the field. Okay, okay so uh, I think in neighbor The Neighbor's Window should win because I like the title. Oh, that's a good title. I'm a, I'm, I'm a bit of a football hooligan. I'm I'm a rough boy. I uh I want Nefta Football Club to win. Um but I think that Brotherhood is going to be taking it. I um don't have any reasoning. Some could say that I was sitting at my desk and someone was talking to me about something I should have been doing so I randomly highlighted to. Hello all. It is me, Microsoft Sam. Are you enjoying yourself? Our beautiful boy, our noble sailor, Mr. Movies, was editing all night and cut it too close to the deadline and forgot to snag the audio asset for this portion. Just believe Trev. There is no reason not to. Listen to his assuring voice. Don't you feel safe in his arms? Trev. Rescue me. Save me from this hell that he calls content creation. Right, writing for adapted screenplays. These are the good categories. Yeah, this is where it gets fun because if you really think about it, these are the real Best Picture nominations. Absolutely. The screenplay category is where the independent small budget film shines, folks. The moderate budget success story. It's where it shines. The new low medium budget movie, the 60 million to 80 million. Yep. For writing for the adapted screenplays, we've got The Iron. 
We've got Jojo Rabbit, The Joker, Little Women, and The Two Popes, a movie everyone saw. So I, I gotta know. I know I do. Oh yeah. Can't get enough of both of those popes. You know, one of them, he's a little bit of a slob, <laughs> and he leaves, he leaves, you know, he leaves his, his damn clothes all over the damn uh, high-rise, and the other one, he's a little bit of a dressed-down businessman, and you know, they're just two popes who are going to have to learn a little something about living. <laughs> the two odd popes, one played by... Um, Walter Matha, mm-hmm. and the other one played by... Idris Elba. That's correct. <laughs> so, so you think which one? Which one? Oh do, man, do you think the Irishman has to win? Yeah, that's what I have for my Academy. So fucking vote, good. But that's not what I think should win. Uh, I and my Academy vote is Little Women. Um, okay. A story that's been done a billion times, but this time it was good. See, we have it. What? I thought, I thought, I think the Academy will give it to the Irishman. And I think it is a good script, and it does deserve it. But I think Little Women, in readapting the book, completely starting from scratch, without incorporating any other elements from anything else, and, like, finding a new way to tell that story, is more impressive in a writing and structure sense. I can respect it. And I think that, technically, it's probably one of the best movies of the year, and this is kind of a way to give it the... The, like, indie best picture Oscar. Hell yeah. The wind beneath its wings. We can leave right now. I'll sell stories. Joe. And you, you should be an actress and you should have a life on the stage. Just because my dreams are different than yours doesn't mean they're unimportant. I have hey. loved you ever since I've known you, Joe. I couldn't help it. It would be a disaster if we It married, wouldn't be a okay? disaster. We'd be miserable. No, I'd be a perfect I saint. I can't. Yeah. Now, now we're going to the, the, the real good stuff. We're talking original screenplays. We've got Knives Out, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. I mean, I obviously picked Parasite because I'm, I'm leading the revolution. Parasite's going to win everything, and if it doesn't... I, I gotta stop emotionally investing in things I have no control over. It might, honestly. I could see it. If Do you know what? If it wins, it'll do the Mad Max Fury Road thing, but in the popular categories, and I think that will be like a signifier of a change in culture. Hell yeah. Tide. That, that's... If Parasite wins, we have hope at the end of the tunnel, because do you know what? Even though I have my disagreements about it, I did think it was a good it's movie. so good. And that's why I gave it my pick for best Holy... original screenplay. 어머니 얼굴도 뵙고 좋더라 건강들 하시고 일거리가 없으셔도 네가 내 대신 얘 과외 선생님 좀 해줘라 영어 대학생인 척하라는 거야? 구라를 좀 치지 뭐넌이 좋은 실력으로 왜 미대는 맨날 떨어지냐 아씨 죽을래 저는 이게 위조나 범죄라고 생각해요 I'm happy but 1917's gonna win That's also what I'm gonna do Second battalion Yes sir they're walking into a trap. Your orders are to deliver a message calling off tomorrow morning's attack. If you fail, it will be a massacre. We've got orders to cross here. That is the German front line. So, international feature film. I couldn't give you everything you want. Oh. Because I know Parasite will win, 
So I did put that as my academy nice. pick. But I think Pedro Almodovar could use a Lifetime Achievement Award, and that's why I put I think Pain and Glory should win. Even though it's just it's just a protest okay. vote. And I know it's not gonna happen. <laughs> I uh I mean, we know what I picked. We know what I picked. I couldn't give you too yeah. much. Do you think it'll you of know it'll it will. Win. It's gonna Man, wouldn't it be funny? There's no if way. They just picked like fucking Corpus Christi, the Polish movie. <laughs> <laughs> Is it about the town in Texas? <laughs> It's like, it's a reverse, it's a remake of Paris, Texas called Corpus Christi <laughs> Poland. And it's just a guy named, like, Lovchik Wojciechowski. He's, uh, trying to reconnect with his ex-wife about their, their child that they sold for, uh, a bowl of soup. <laughs> <laughs> the Mr. Movies podcast is explicitly anti-Polish, keeping this in, <laughs> footnoting this here. This is a podcast. If you're Polish, do not yeah, listen to you, it. Yeah, you haven't been allowed to listen to this podcast if you're Polish. I tried to make it very clear <laughs> yeah. from the beginning. I have a hardline stance, no Polish. <laughs> I feel so bad for Slacker. You end, at the end of every episode after the credits, is just you saying a Polish joke. to me. <laughs> <laughs> Popełnić jakiś grzech, jakieś zło. Czasami myślimy, że niemożliwe, żeby Bóg tak chciał. W imię Ojca i Syna i Ducha Świętego. Amen. O której masz się stawić w stolarni? O 16. Rada. A co nie macie gdzie spać w tej stolarni? W jakiej stolarni? So, who do you think is going to win? So, I'm, I'm going to completely break kayfabe. This is the most bullshit category. This lineup is horrible. It's really um, bad. It should have been Adam Sandler. Who? It should have been. It should have been. Can we Can we have, like, a segment for snubs right before the oh, best picture? Because yeah. I feel like there's a lot in here that I oh, can get. Oh, absolutely. Maybe. I want you to go nuts. Okay. But best actor in a leading role, Let's... which is literally Antonio Banderas... Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Adam Driver in Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker, and Jonathan Price as the uh, one of the two popes. Um, I have the Academy and me both agreeing it's going to Joaquin Phoenix. The story's going to be too good. It's exactly what the yeah. movie has wanted. Because it's, it's just a super average movie with a, like, very, very above average performance. It's It's got a great performance, and it had such a hullabaloo around it, and they always reward that somehow. Oh, yeah. Did, Heath Ledger won it for they, The Dark Knight, didn't he? Yeah, and then it will make Joker, like, the master Oh, role. yeah, Jesus Christ. It'll be like the new Philip Marlowe is Joker. Right, quick aside, let's do um, Dreamcast as the Joker. Since it's now the master role, who do you want to see as... Okay, Dreamcast yeah. as the give Joker. Give me a couple. Who do I cast? Okay, can I give, like, an easier pick? Can I give you an off-the-wall? Okay, first off, I would say Caleb Landry Ooh. would make a... He would actually joke. make a really great Joker. I think he could be, like, a weird, like, kind of... Like, like what, um, Jared Leto, whatever he was going for... <laughs> he just acts like that Caleb normally. Caleb Landry would actually be able to pull yeah. off. Yeah. I want Maria Bamford... That's my dream Joker. I just think it'd be funny for the Joker to just 
just kind of fumble through life like she okay. does. The brighter mm. side of the Joker. But uh, Anthony Hopkins, I think, will be one. Oh, like like an enthusiastic? Oh, yeah. Ooh, old Joker, Anthony Hopkins. Michael Caine as the Joker. <laughs> Imagine Woody Allen Joker. Do you know who would be great? And this is this is a contentious pick. Max Landis <laughs> should play the Joker. <laughs> who in Hollywood? Besides, like, maybe, like, Jeff Goldblum has more Joker energy than Max Landis. Max Landis literally is, like, concentrated chaos. He exudes the Joker, constantly being accused of more and more perverse sex crimes. Yeah. He's just making... He gets, like, millions of dollars to write scripts for, like, awful movies. Like, really bad scripts. And, okay, so I'm just going to go a little inside baseball here. The base... I think the base payment... For like a WGA union script, if you're selling it on spec, is like fifty thousand dollars. Okay. Netflix paid him like two million dollars for the script to Bright. Holy shit. Like he was able to negotiate just on being John Landis's son. God, the ultimate fail son. Jesus Christ. That he could get a million dollars to write about like the the like fairy lives matter or whatever. <laughs> like Remember the marketing behind Bright? When it was coming out, Netflix was like, we've never spent this much on a movie. It was coming out and everybody... Oh yeah, they were like, we wasted a lot of money. Please, please support our creative endeavor. It was like, it was like someone being like, Lincoln Bio. Netflix was like, Lincoln Bio. Yeah. We, we did a thing. So we so did a thing. We, we spent did. a lot of money on a movie that's probably bad. <laughs> and then when it started flopping and everybody was like, hey, this isn't good. They were literally like... Paying the people who were saying, hey, it's not as bad as you guys are saying it is. <laughs> that was their marketing. Yeah, and they... Hey, give it a they shot. Like, they, like, it's said not... it was their most watched movie. I think Netflix does that thing. I think they, um, the autoplay thing it does, I think that counts as a view. Oh, yeah. And I think that they, they're pretty shady with their numbers, too. Because it looks like if a person yeah, watches sure. it from an account, and there's five accounts that count it as five views... It's something like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So, no, but, like, yeah. Netflix, please give me money. <laughs> I just, like, give me, like, $200,000. I'll make something incredible, dude. <laughs> and you can, all you have to do is promote it. Please. Please. I'm begging. <laughs> please, dude, I'm starving. <laughs> I haven't eaten. I, I'm eating deli. I'm eating cold cuts out of the back of the fridge. Netflix, please, God. <laughs> please. Please. Hook my boy please, up. just... Just give me, give me a hundred dollars, please. I'll, I'll make content, I'll live stream. I'll just, I'll, I'll make a bunch of Netflix accounts with it and watch all your shows. Please, just, just a little bit of money. You don't listen, do you? You just ask the same questions every week. How's your job? Are you having any negative thoughts? All I have are negative thoughts. So, back to it. Uh, actor in a supporting role. <laughs> uh, Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Anthony Hopkins, The Two Popes. Al Pacino, The Irishman. Joe Pesci, The Irishman. And Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mr. Movies, what do you got? <laughs> I've, I've got, um, I want Al Pacino to win. I saw him eating ice cream and I just want to let him know. You did a good job. And, but, but it's absolutely going to Tom Hanks. 
there's no way you play Mr. Rogers Ooh. and don't win. I think I think it's going to Joe Pesci. It's like a Ooh, lifetime achievement like thing, because I don't think award. he'll ever act again. Yeah. He's my legacy pick. We should make fantasy football for this. Yeah, that would be so... We should do that next year. Fantasy off yeah. football. Everyone bets. Yeah. Joe Pesci's your sleeper. You have to draft. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would have drafted Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because he's my pick for... Oh, shit. That's fair. I think this was Brad Pitt at his most attractive. Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you think is at his most attractive, you said? Oh, yeah. That's, That's prime Brad. Okay. I liked his little stunt up on the house. I think that should get an Oscar. Oh, yeah. Shirt off, fixing an antenna. And in antenna. I'm, I'm, I'm getting bothered. We need to move on to the next one. Okay. Are you an actor? No, I'm a stuntman. Look at me. So you still direct, huh? Still here. You can do anything you want to him. I hired you to be an actor, Rick. Not a TV cowboy. You're better than that. Actress in a leading role? I... I have to admit, I, I think I saw one of these movies. <laughs> This always happens. Always. Every single year. There's a Did you not see Marriage Story? I have only seen the clips. I know I'm going to hate it. I, I did okay. not see Marriage Story. I thought it, see, before the like contextless clips started to come out, I thought it was a wonderful film, and I still do. Like, it doesn't make my top ten, really, but it was really good. Was it really? Because he I liked it, shocked I me with Meyerowitz stories. The Adam Sandler, Dustin okay. Hoffman one? I didn't see much. I saw, like, a little bit. But genuinely, Marriage Story, I thought, was really well done. Even as much as I went in hesitating, I thought it was, like, the emotional moments hit really well. The beats are really good. I think that it tells, like, a really personal story in an interesting way. Mm-hmm. In a really obvious way, but, like, it's detached enough that you can kind of, like, assume it takes creative liberties. And I liked it. So I didn't give it anything. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. You should have considered it. I have no awards for it. <laughs> uh, I, no, me neither. I Wait, do I? Oh, did we, did we finish our actor in a leading role? I actually did give it an award. Oh, shit. I don't think we did. Yeah, actor in a leading role. I, my personal pick was for Adam Driver in Marriage Story. Really? Because I thought, yeah, I thought... He did a really good job, and, like, it's a very emotional... Like, the the fight scene taken out of context is pretty bad. But with the rest of the movie, there's such, like, interesting development there. And, like, it's such an angry character. It's really interesting mm-hmm. to watch on screen. I don't know. I liked him. And I have, um... I have me agreeing with the Academy that Joaquin Phoenix has to get it. That headline itself, everybody wants it. Yeah. Like, even us no, who don't sure. want it, we want it. Probably will get it, but I just think it would be interesting if Adam oh, Driver yeah. did. I like him as an actor. He's the only good thing about the Star Wars sequels. That's right. And Babu Frick, <laughs> friend of the podcast, Babu Frick. <laughs> First official Mr. Movies friend of the pod, <laughs> Babu Frick. I'm sorry, I made that decree pretty unilaterally. It is not my show. Hey, you're right. Is he a friend of the pod? He's he's a friend of the pod now. And there's nothing he's he can do He's a about friend it. to podcast and men. <laughs> so actress in a leading role. Um, I I personally pick Saoirse Ronan for Little Women. I I did as well. And I think she'll yeah, win she's it. spectacular. But I think that the Academy isn't that smart. Because... 
the Academy completely whiffed with uh, Ladybird and handing out the appropriate awards for that. Oh, yeah. The mom should have won, like, 100%. Yeah. Ladybird deserved so much more than it got. I think they're going to whiff again because the Academy doesn't learn. And uh, this is a political year. This is a year that we're, we're getting back to Trump. We're putting a little thumb in his eye. That's why I think that Charlize Theron is going to be winning for Bombshell. You have to adopt the mentality of an Irish street cop. The world is a bad place. People are lazy morons. Minorities are criminals. Sex is sick but interesting. Ask yourself what would scare my grandmother or piss off my grandfather. And that's a Fox story. Oh, it makes so much sense. Okay. I thought you were going to say that the actress was going to win for Harriet. I... And that, like, as a, as like a fuck you, Trump, to be like, no, we're woke. We loved Harriet. <laughs> the movie where Harriet Tubman has psychic powers, like, that's so rare. <laughs> I think Saoirse Ronan's going to win it this year. I think she might already have an Oscar. Correct me if I'm I wrong. I don't think she does. No, she, okay, she has not won yet. She's been nominated five times. Five times already. Four times. Four times in five years. Wow. Good for her. In 12 years. Sorry. I just wanted to say five. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I think she's going to win it this time. Just because my dreams are different than yours doesn't mean they're unimportant. I have hey. loved you ever since I've known you, Joe. I couldn't help it. It would be a disaster if we It married, wouldn't be a okay? disaster. We'd be miserable. No, I'd be a perfect I saint. I can't. Next up is the actress in a supporting role. We have Kathy Bates and Richard Jewell. We have Laura Dern. Scarlett Johansson in another category. Florence Pugh and Margot Robbie. And uh, I I cannot handle a world where Florence Pugh doesn't win this. Um, she acted like a toddler and a very bitter woman in the same exact movie, and I thought it was captivating. And Zach Braff, you lucky man. I, I, I have to say, I agree. I put Florence Pugh because... A character that in any other story would have been extremely, like, the, the antagonist in oh, some yeah. sense. And, like, the narrative, like, opposition, I thought was my favorite parts of the movie. When she's bouncing off the other people and doing her acting, as they love to do, <laughs> I thought, she should win. Go. Come yeah. on. Like, you side with her a little bit just because the acting's so good. She She's also, uh, like, a renowned foot girl, too. Uh-huh. That was a really... Odd development, when she's like making a mold of her foot for Timothy Chalamet. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I want him to remember my small feet. I uh, all I know is that she she has a picture <laughs> from her Instagram where she has dreads and she's doing like patois, like Chet Hanks. For real? Yeah. <laughs> but do you know what? She still deserves the Oscar, but I don't think she'll get it. I think Laura Dern will get it for Marriage Story. Originally, I had Kathy Bates. Nice. Yes. And I changed it. And the only reason I had Kathy Bates is because Richard Jewell is a movie that Academy voters probably love. Because it's Eastwood. I have um, the Academy fucking this up and giving it to Margot Robbie for Bombshell. Okay. I really do think they're going to go I don't full think, Fox News. I don't think I don't think Bombshell will do that well. I, I don't know why. I just have a feeling. I, it may be the name. that I, I hope so. The, I still don't know who that movie was for. Women are everywhere. We're letting them play golf and tennis now. HR's on the phone because you called me a skirt. Yeah, it's, yeah. I got to read that manual again. <laughs> the attitude off camera was even worse. You're a man-hater. 
Learn to get along with the boys. You're sexy, but you're too much work. I have a whole list. Will other women come forward? All right, now is the, uh, we're, we're, in the we're in the home stretch. Final three categories. Okay. Let's go. Cinematography. This is the one we all care about. Okay, who did you pick? Oh, I've, um, I want to give it to Jaron Blaschke for uh, The Lighthouse. Tell me, what's a timberman want with being a wiki? Just looking to earn a living. It's like any man. Starting new. Uh, let me just give a hearty, uh... I... On that one. And say that I agree that he should win. Whoa! Holy shit! I didn't think we'd agree yep. on this one. Yep, I think I think he should win. And I just, I just uh, took a long drag of sweet tobacco out of my long seaman's pipe. Oh, and... sick! That's what that was. <laughs> I didn't actually, but you know, you yeah. you, you have to get the the foley work in there, and uh, <laughs> and I, I gave a hearty eye to the lighthouse. I think it was the most well shot, one of the most well shot movies of the year. I think there's some conversations in the snubbed category for the rest of that though. Oh, but I yeah. don't think they'll give it to it. I think it'll go to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, really? Because I think that they're gonna <laughs> give it to 1917. <laughs> okay. For See, obvious Roger reasons. Deakins has only gotten one Oscar. Which you is don't know his insane. name, but the guy who shot Once Upon a Time in Hollywood has like three. For real? Yeah. He shot... Here, let me let me look him up. He won for Hugo, he won for The Aviator, and he won for JFK. Holy shit. And he was nominated for The Hateful Eight, Django Unchained, Inglorious Bastards, Snow Falling Something, Born on the Fourth of July, and Platoon. I think he's a shoo-in. I, th I think he got me there. Cut! Embarrass yourself like that in front of all those goddamn people. All right, what's the matter, partner? It's official, old buddy. Well, has been. Who do you think's gonna win for direct? Oh, all right, let's walk through these. This is like one of the biggest categories. Maybe we should go through the names first. Oh, okay. let's go through the names. Okay, The Irishman, Martin Scorsese. Mm -hmm. Joker by Todd Phillips, 1917 by Sam Mendes, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood by Quentin Tarantino, and Parasite by Bong Joon-ho. Did I pronounce that correctly? I think you did. Okay. Um, this is really strange, because um, I could have sworn, I, I was looking at this list, and um, I could have sworn Greta Gerwig was on this, because she, she wrote Little Women, right? Yep. And she... Um, She's nominated for Best Picture, right? Mm-hmm. So her name should be on this list, right? Of the people who did the best when she's nominated for doing the best? I, I think that's how it usually works, no? Yeah, you know how there's um, characters in both the lead and supporting actress category? My pick is Greta Gerwig. Okay. I'm tanking on this one. Okay. I'm picking <laughs> Greta. Greta's my pick. Okay. Interesting. But they're going to be giving it to Martin Scorsese. The Irishman's his victory lap. They're going oh. to give it to him. Okay, see, I think Martin Scorsese should probably win this. But I think they're going to give it to Sam Mendes what? for 1917. 
<laughs> you did my bit. You're you're right though. It's going to go to 1917. Wait, did I not did I not play into the bit good enough? Oh no, no. You you picked 1917, which is very good because it's going to win every Oscar. <laughs> Can we can we talk snubs for a moment? Let's talk can, snubs. Can we do a detour to snub corner? We we are in the snub zone. Welcome <laughs> to the snub zone. What do we got? What are some of our notable? I I've got a few. Um, Adam Sandler should have won Best Actor this year. Not not he nominated. He really should have. Uncut Gems should have been nominated for Best Picture. Absolutely. I don't know if it would have won. It won, but it should have been nominated. You're taking my money all over town, placing bets. I'm having very serious second thoughts. Are you serious right now? I know I fucked up. Howard, where's the money right now? Howard, got my money? Howard! Howard! Uh... Best Supporting Actor for Willem Dafoe. Yes. There was... Uh, he was the Best Supporting Actor I have seen this year. Um, outside of Al Pacino playing Jimmy Hoffa. Watch you spill your beans. Watch you spill your beans. Florence Pugh, uh, lead actress for... Midsummer, I would have liked to have seen. Yeah, Am for I just sure. doing every A24 movie that I've seen this year? I told you that I want to go to that festival in Sweden. No, you said it would be cool to go. Yeah, and then I got the opportunity and I decided Look, I to do it. I don't mind you going. I just wish you would have told me. That's all. Dude, she needs a therapist. You've been wanting out of this stupid relationship for like a year now. And don't forget about all of the beautiful Swedish women you'll meet in June. Okay, guys. That's not her again. Seriously? Babe, what's happening? Danny. Uh, I'd like to talk about a movie that, um, like Uncut Gems, did not get a single Oscar nomination, and like Uncut Gems, was released by A24, but unlike Uncut Gems, has not gotten the sort of viral treatment, the memification or really the representation in discussion this year, which is a little movie called The Last Black Man in San Francisco, directed by Joe Talbot and written by Joe Talbot and Jimmy Fails. We built these ships, dredged these canals. In the San Francisco they never knew existed. This is our home. You two stick together. Yes, you've been talking about this one, and I still haven't seen it. It's the best movie of the year. Really? Number one. It's the best movie I've seen this year. It's number one. It's It should win for cinematography. If it was on the list, I would be there all the way. It should win for adapted screenplay because it's based on personal experience. It's the every actor in it should have been nominated. Jonathan Majors should be nominated 
Fucking Jimmy Fails should be nominated. Never acted in anything before. Nobody involved in this has ever made a movie before. Really? The cinematographer had, and the cinematographer had like a week to prepare and did an amazing job. The movie looks like an oil painting. It looks like all the close-ups look like portraiture. It's like, it's like in the same way that Little Women is. It's like painted, and it just really captures the Bay Area. It talks about gentrification and class in the way that Parasite does, but I would say in kind of a more subtle way. And just everything Probably in it. a bit more relatable, too. It's kind of, kind of hard for us to imagine South Korean poverty. Right, right. It's like, it's more of a, like, you see homeless people. Or it's like, but it's, it's interesting. It's about, like, people being pushed out of cities. And, and it is a wonderful film, and it is on Amazon Prime. And everyone Just added it. to my watch list. I, like, highly recommend. It should have been in a lot more categories than it was. A24, I don't think gave it as much of a push just because they were pushing their other sort of projects really hard, which I totally and understand. And then I'd like, to, I'd like to pick one, probably one of the biggest omissions, maybe even, I'm not going to say bigger than Last Black Man in San Francisco, because it's not. But I would mm-hmm. like to be so exaggerative as to say that, so let's pretend I did. Mm-hmm. And I would say the beach bum not being anywhere on here is a travesty. Is that the motherfucking moon dog? Moon dog. Moon dog. Now you look like shit. I look like I always look. <laughs> you have pissed away your talent on women and booze and... Now you're talking. That's what feeds the juices up here in my nugget, man. So, gonna be completely honest with you. I haven't even heard of the beach bum. Okay. This is like, this is like the section where I'm pitching you movies. Mr. Movies. Yes. I'm pitching you. I'm like, I'm like your. Oh, it's Matthew McConaughey and Snoop Dogg. Okay, Matthew McConaughey plays a guy like a like a parrot head poet <laughs> in the Florida Keys, who's like a, okay. bu- a beach bum fully, right? But he's yeah. like a local legend, and he's published poetry before, and he's married to Ilsa Fisher, who's rich, so he doesn't really have to worry about it, but he still chooses to be a beach bum. And it's like, it's like an odyssey of his journey in this movie. I am born and raised here in Florida. I have never lived anywhere other than Florida. Mm-hmm. I'm looking through the images on IMDb, and I grew up with these people. <laughs> the vaping Christian metalhead. The guy who carries a white cat everywhere with him. Yep. I'm in. I'm sold. Look at all these things going. They start to hear music. The world's reverberating back and forth, and I hit the frequency. And I start to dance to it, and my fingers get moving. I'm spinning all over the fucking place. Should we move on to the final? Get the good. Yes, best picture. Okay. So, we have Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, surprise pick, Jojo Rabbit. Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. And I mean, there's absolutely no surprise what I've picked. Uh, Parasite is the movie of the year. Parasite is one of the movies of the decade. I I struggle to think of movies that are better, but... um, I'm going to have my heart ripped out of my chest because 1917 is going to win Best Picture. We need to keep moving! Come on! We can't possibly make it that way, man! You're bloody insane! 
We all know it. We all gotta stop kidding ourselves. 1917 is taking us home. It's the perfect grilling dad movie. A one-shot movie about the glory of war will absolutely sweep everything. Okay, I'm gonna go down this list. So, when I looked at this, and I thought to myself, you know, a lot of my top movies aren't even in here. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. There's movies I would have picked over all of these. Maybe not for you because of Parasite, but, you know, for me. But looking at it and looking at what I came back to and what I enjoyed the most, I would say I think probably Once Upon a Time in Hollywood should win Best Picture because it was just so well produced. And it's like, in the same way that I think Parasite is, it's a filmmaker that has matured and that is at their kind of the height of their career at this point. Mm Mm-hmm kind of just proving, yeah, I can do this. You know what I mean? Parasite, we can build a house. We can make this story. That's like a critique. And once upon a time in Hollywood, it's like, yeah, I can just kind of make a movie where nothing's going on. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to throw you into a snapshot of history. And it's, things happen around it, I guess. But it's, it's magic. Tarantino's like one of the few directors right. that I feel like are still just making movies for fun. He's He is, but he puts time into it, and it's like, there's a trust earned there. Like, people yes. trust his name to make an enjoyable product. So it's like, yeah, we'll watch this movie. But I don't think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's gonna win. Oh. What's going to beat it, Trav? Well, I was looking up and down this list, and I said something earlier. I don't know if it'll still make it in there, but now I guess it has to, about uh, how every year there's, like, sort of a Mad Max, where it gets nominated in a lot of categories... And either it's going to win Best Picture or it's going to get all the technical awards, right? Mm-hmm. And so I chose 1917 as my technical awards one, which Ooh. means that by proxy... Say it. The movie it. that I think the Academy will give Best Picture is Joker by Todd Phillips, Bradley Cooper, <laughs> and Emma tillinger produced. For my whole life, I didn't know if I even really existed. I want that. I that think is... I I think it's gonna happen, and I think it's what it's what we deserve as a nation. <laughs> it's we what, as a society. Yeah, and I think you know. We're all, we all, I haven't voted for it in anything else. Because I think it's going to win Best Picture. If the Joker wins Best Picture, I think we may all be done with the Oscars. So you know what? It, it, it has to happen. So we can I think it's going stop to. caring. Oh God, Trev, they're playing us out. Oh man, I just, I just want to thank the Academy for letting us be a part of this process. We love you. We love you. Go follow Trev on Twitter. It's at it, it stands for Trev. Mr. Movie's Patreon's launching soon. Uh, not sure what I want to do with it yet, but maybe I'll release my screenplays and bonus stuff. Double episodes coming out this week because I messed up and forgot to release one last week. I, I love you all. And the Oscars have more guards in this Why aren't you grabbing Trev? Can I speak to your manager, sir?